Welcome back to Piney Pint Podcast, and today we are going to be joined by Scott Laird. So let's get straight on to this video. So how, how have you been then? How's uh, everything going at Western Supermare? It's been um, it's been an interesting first eighteen months in charge. It's been um, I think we've learned more in these eighteen. Probably we've crammed in three or four years worth of learning in eighteen months. <laughs> if that makes sense. It's been absolutely mental, obviously, with all the, with everything. Dallas obviously mentioned what's going on, but um, how to manage the club, the individuals, the the furlough, the are we starting? When are we starting? We're not starting. We're doing this. Then you get a friendly. Then it gets called off last minute, or you get a game and that gets called off. So it's been incredible. But um, we'll look back, won't we? We'll all look back, whether it's football, sport, whatever living we do within the next 10 years and think, wow, remember that. It's history, isn't it? It's history. This is Our kids will be learning about this in school and yeah. history I, lessons. You know, so. I say that all the time. My, my wife thinks I'm crazy, but I, I've like kept like <laughs> Boris Johnson, you know, letter he sent out in like March to everyone. I've kept that. I've kept the rainbow I put in the window because I think, oh, you, might, you can be able to show this at history class in like 15 I've still got years. the Queen's speech on, on Sky Q on recordings, keeping that, the Queen's <laughs> speech when it started, everything. No, you, you're right. It is it is mad we're living living in a in a piece of history. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, on on the football the football side was that something you always wanted to get into, Scott? When you finished playing and into coaching and and how did that opportunity come about? I've always wanted to do it. Um, every, I think I knew from an early age. Um, I was brought up with my dad, who's a a coach manager around this area, who's done really well um, in the lower leagues and. Ever since I started 18, 19, I think I would probably say, roughly, I started making a li- I got a black book that I, every session that I really enjoyed went straight in there. Mm. So I knew that when I became a manager, I would I could look back and think, yeah, I remember doing that. Oh, I love that one. I'll do it with the team that I'm, I'm now coaching. So every, most clubs that I've been at, I've coached the youth, um, whatever level that is. And then obviously not last summer, um, the summer before that, I left um, Forest Green. I had a few offers in League Two, all one-year deals. And I thought, I have to move my family again for a year, move around the country. And then I got offered Western and also a job at Millfield, the local school, independent school around here. I had to coach their first team under 18s level and do Western and play. And it just worked out perfectly. I didn't, I was, yeah. You've probably heard lots of times from players that they're worried about what they're going to do after football. Yeah. Um, they're going to miss that routine. They're going to miss that um, every day. They just know what they're going to do. Um but with structure, they got that structure. But with Millfield, I get to coach uh, the first team every day and I play train on a Tuesday night, Thursday night, and a Saturday. So it's still like I'm at a professional club. Yeah. Nice. That's so just rewinding it back then to the start of your career, you was with uh, Plymouth for eight years in the youth academy and sort of coming up through their youth ranks. Was your aim at an early age to become because Plymouth at the time was an established championship team, was your aim to get straight in at that level and become a first-team player, or did you know quite early on that you'd be loaned out to numerous numerous clubs? Yeah, I was. I had, I had quite a, a level head for my age, you know, 17, 16, 17, 18. I knew that I was doing really well. I was really highly thought of. I was doing well with Scotland youth sides. Um, had a bit of interest from Glasgow Rangers. Mm-hmm. But I knew that... Being a central defender or a defender at championship level, you've got to be exceptional to get your chance. Um, if you're a winger or a striker, or you've got a bit more of a chance getting thrown on here and there, haven't you? But when you're a centre-half at 17, 18, you've got, you, you, 
you got to be very lucky to be thrown in. So I knew I knew that I needed to go and play. Um, at that time, Chris Zabrowski, Ruben Reed, Luke Summerfield, um, Dan Goslin, but they were all midfielders, attacking players, so they're always going to get a chance. Yeah. Um, whereas I knew that I needed to probably go and play, and I, I went out and did it, and absolutely loved it. And I knew at some point where I was going to have to go out and, and and start fresh. I've been at Plymouth, as you say, since I was eight years old. So I did. I think I did overall eleven years. I knew I needed to change the scenery and go and get on my own two feet and and get away from Plymouth. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, so from Plymouth, so you've had a few loan spells out at Stevenage before you made that a permanent deal. What was it like in your loan spell? And did you know quite early on that like, this is a club where you'd like to see your future being? Yeah, I did before that. I did all the I did the local size, did Tiverton, um, who were who were in the league that I'm yeah. playing in now at Western. Uh, I went there for a month and I played 16 games or something. We um, it was a year. Cool. What well, what was that? 2000, oh, middle yeah, 2008 or something. It was when we had a really bad um, winter with the weather, so their games got called off. And I remember it right. We literally played. I went there and we played Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Monday, Thursday, Saturday, Monday. Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Sunday, Wednesday. <laughs> Something like that. It was mental. And I played every, I was only 17. I played every single minute. Absolutely loved it. Um, then went to Torquay. Um, only played a couple games there, but I was there for three months because I absolutely loved it. Because I was part of the, I was part of the match day squad every day. Mm. Well, I was at Plymouth, but I was always, I was 18th man or traveling. I was never on the bench. I was T-boy yeah. and all that, you know, so. Yeah. At Torquay, I really felt a part of it for the first time. And then went to Stevenage. Um, Paul Sturrock came back in charge. And he was a guy who got me into the Scotland youth team when I was under 16, under 15s. Really liked me. And he just said, look, I want to be brutally honest with you. You can stay here. You've got another year. You're probably just going to go out on loan. But I think it's best for you to go and start afresh, what I just previously said. And I think that's where I took it from, from him. And it was the best decision and the best bit of advice from him you know, he could have been selfish and kept me and used me, but he just said, look, you're too good to not be playing at your age. You need to rack up the games. And I went and did that. Um, Peter Taylor went for a month, see how it went. And the, the rest is history. Ended up four and a half years, um, did some amazing things. Yeah. So, so talking about them amazing things. So you got promoted to League Two and then the following year promoted to League One. What was that like? And what was sort of the team environment like at sort of going on back-to-back -back promotions? Yeah, we would have been the first ever team to go, I think, back uh, Conference League 2, League 1 to the Championship. Um, I really believe, we'll probably get onto it but later on, but if Graham Wesley stayed in that League 1 campaign to the end of the season, he left in the March, I think it was, we would have gone up. Um, but we were the first... The first year I was there, we lost in the playoffs in the conference. Um, and then the second year, we blitzed the league. I think we only conceded 24 goals in the whole campaign, which is incredible um, in the conference, you know, whatever level to concede 24 goals in the whole of the, what was it, 30 odd game or 40 games it was, you know, it's less than what 0.54 a game or something it was. So um, we just had, it, it, it was one of those moments in time where he got a group, it was their last chance saloon. So, it was either we you fail at Stevenage, you're going into the conference of South, Conference yeah. North, Southern Prem, you've got to go and get a job and you got so it was almost like we knew that this is our last chance. Mm. We weren't amazing football players, you know, we were a bunch of not misfits, that's the wrong word to use, but we were a bunch of lads that were really good players that worked their worked their nuts off, but 
you know, weren't good enough at that time to play in the football league. Um, and we all came together and we thought, you know what, let's let's have a right go at this. And um, he kept a, he kept that nucleus of 13, 14 players for three three or four years. Added a few here and there on loans and, and bits and bobs here. But, you know, we, we knew every week what our starting eleven was. And we just won games by pure mentality. You know, before games, we were, we were horrible. I'm not going to lie. We were, we were horrible. You know, <laughs> to play against us must have been horrendous. Um, we were in the tunnel before the game, shouting. And, you know, before the game, um, Wesley would put on a... Um, he'd let them go out in the tunnel first and he'd open the door and he'd put the speaker right near the door and he'd put on Queen under pressure. <laughs> blast it right up right up and then we'd all walk out and we'd have to stare him out stare him right in the eyes all the way out handshakes before you have to really grip him we lost a game once right honestly and he he put it down on the monday he showed us a video of the walkout and the handshakes and he said that's where you lost it and we're like what are you on about gaffer he's like you didn't shake their hands properly it wasn't enough fierceness you didn't look in their eyes with a real determination and ah, oh, i'm gonna kill you and all that we just um about two weeks ago, Scott, we had Marco O'Brien on who used to play for Derby. Yes. Um yeah, yeah. and great where did Graham sign him? Um Newport. Newport. It was for Newport, yeah. yeah. And <clears throat> I'd heard a few things about Graham Wesley beforehand from his time at Preston. Um I'm a Burnley fan, I know quite a few Preston fans and um let's just say there were a few I know it didn't go so well there. Let's <laughs> we'll, we'll come on to that, I suppose. But um yeah. Mark said very similar about the stereo. He said he'd have he'd do his team talks two songs, so he'd be yeah. He said he'd put on like uh, "Who Let the Dogs Out" by the Bahamas, <laughs> and that'd be because we're beasts and stuff. But yeah. He just seems like an incredibly extrovert type of guy. Was he just what was he like to work under? Because obviously Mark it, had incredible. It really, yeah, really good. Incre every every day, every single day was uh, eventful. It was just in. I, I love the meetings. I love meetings. I used to because you sit. We used to sit in a, sem, a semicircle, and you go around like that, and you think, "Please go past me." Go, please. You go past. You think yes, and then he'll just go, and you, and then he'll just open up, and it's just you come out, and it was just you'd be in absolute stitches of laughter. But he he got the best out of you. If you gave him everything, he would give you everything back. Yeah. Um, I knew he's my mate. I, I get that completely. I get why people probably don't like him, but. You know, if if you if if he liked you, he was he got the best out of all of us. And I think yeah. if you really do break it down, obviously there's every player is going to have a manager they do like and they don't like. You know, there's certain players, certain managers that I don't like that other players are like. You know, yeah. so it's it's all it is what it is. But he was, I was his boy. I was his I was I was teacher's pet. I was his son. You know, I got a lot of the Mickey taken out of me. But I speak to him all the time every every few weeks or every month now. Yeah. Um, I still take a lot of um, advice from him and. You know, he was, he was a massive part in my life and my journey. So, um, but we could write a book, honestly. We still got a group chat now on WhatsApp and we just remember stories. We put it in the group group chat and it, honestly, I I can't stop laughing. Some <laughs> of the things, incredible. The team talks are the best like that. It's just, he was sweating. He was like, you beat under his arm, his sweat patches. He was getting into it. He was like, honestly, it was brilliant. The best Did one as well. You send the texts out, man. All the time, all the time. But it was great. The thing is, right? You have your phone on silent in the night. Who has a phone on loud in the night? You know, I just put it on. You just put it on mute, and then in the morning you pick it up. He just wanted you to. He was just. But he was a winner. He was constantly thinking, constantly wanting to be better. He said, "Why, why sleep when your opponent's sleeping? Because that's the time you can like get a, get an edge on them." When when you break it down, he is making sense, but he's an absolute nutter. 
Yeah, it, it sounds like I, I remember. <laughs> that, I, I read that he like studied like you know. Have you ever read of Sun Tzu and all this and the art yeah, of yeah. war? And apparently, he called himself. He called himself the alchemist. Oh, the, the alchemist. Al I was about to say, called himself Mister Medals is what I heard. It was the alchemist? Oh no, that? yeah, yeah, the alchemist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he won, he won, he won trophies. You know, he, yeah, yeah. he did win trophies. You know, ultimately he did. But um, he, I think he just went into Preston all guns blazing when he should have went in a little bit more. Yeah. But he, he went in there with. He got told to do a certain thing at Preston. He got told to cut loads of people, cut the budget, yeah. and he brought in lots of. We'll get onto it in a minute, but very, very good players at Preston that's still there now as well. Yeah. 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 But I, I mean, there's no, there's no right or wrong way to to do management, is there? Every manager's different, no, no. Yeah. and that's it. It'll work at some clubs, it won't work at others. But but like you say, you won trophies and yeah, yeah you, and you, the character, and there's sometimes not enough for them. So no, there's not. There's absolutely, I totally agree with you. And as I say, every day was eventful, and you know, I, I miss them. I I do miss them now. You know, and I'm, I've shed a few tears, and we all have. You know, all the mates we've had Zoom calls and. Yeah. And we talked to each other and it is, you know, those are the days, you know, the old Queen song, back to Queen again. Those are the days of our lives. They were incredible. You know, it was just yeah. amazing, amazing times. Brilliant. So we've spoke about it a little bit, saying that you've captained sort of Scotland at under 16 level right through to the under 20s. How does it come about being called up for sort of the youth national side? Um, I haven't got the accent, obviously. I'm a West Country boy. Um, but my... <laughs> My whole family, my dad's side is Scottish. So I was brainwashed at a very young age to support <laughs> Glasgow Rangers and, and be Scottish. So um, I've always wanted to do that. And then I played in the Victory Shield. You know, it used to be on TV as under 16s yeah, yeah. on the sky. I played in that, um, did really well, scored scored against Wales, beat them, scored against Northern Ireland, beat them. And then we drew with England at Hamden to win the, the Victory Shield. Mm. Um, did really well. That was when, so again, um, Paul Sturrock got me into that. Um, did really well, then ended up captain of the under-17s, 18s, 19s, 20s. And then um, I had a lot of interest from Glasgow Rangers. Everything was agreed. Being up there, I'd, I'd seen where I was going to live. I'd been to the training ground, met Alex McLeish, met them all. So, um, And then Plymouth said I was going to be the next best thing. <laughs> never, never happened. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up in the conference two and a half years later. But... Um, it was, again, part of my journey. It was incredible. Um, and I, I actually got called up to the national side when I was at Preston um, the day before I broke my leg. So I got called up to the national side, Scotland national side, but um, 24 hours I broke my leg. 24 hours later, yeah, broke my leg. So there you go. It happens, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bet, I bet the, all your family then, Mad Mad Rangers fans, I bet they were buzzing when, when that move looked like it were going to... Massive. So I'm a massive Rangers fan. That was incredible. Just yeah. going to um, the training ground and... Well, every time I was up there and talking to the, the boys that played for Rangers and I was just on mad Rangers. Even now I'm mad Rangers. You know, I I, I never get too in, involved in games, like watching games, but when Rangers are playing, like I'm like sweating and getting really angry at the TV. And my missus, my wife, has to say, calm down, Scott. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, you don't really understand. <laughs> yeah, I said, don't exactly that. I said, no, 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 you don't get it. You don't. No, I, 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 you've got to win. <laughs> There won't be much sweat in this season anyway, Scott. I think uh, it's in the bag. Don't, don't talk too early. Don't talk too early. <laughs> still cock it up. Yeah. They're well. doing all right in uh, Europa League as well, aren't they? Yeah. Really well. They just keep clean sheets. They're doing really well with clean sheets. That's what it is. It's a big thing. They're always going to score goals. At, in a, No offence to the Scottish League and that. You're going to score goals every game. As long as you keep a clean sheet, you're going to win. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Gerard, doing a good job. Pains me to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Stephen Gerrard will be there much longer? 
Uh, no, I hope I hope he is, but I think he wants to win. I think if he win the league, he's gone. Yeah, I think that's his that's his goal is to win the league, and then he'll be gone. He'll go. He's done really well, hasn't he? Fair play to him, you know. And some of the football they're playing, I I tweeted about it when they played um, Braga. Um, just some of the football they're playing is incredible. I'm um, out from the back, you know. It's it's, but again, that's a process. I'm doing it. We're doing it now with Weston and and my my Millfield team. You know, we, last season they've conceded some horrendous goals. Um, a bit like, I don't want to say Arsenal because I don't want to get involved in that debate, but Arsenal are kind of going through it now. They're going through that process now where they're conceding the bad goals, but give them nine months or, or next season, they'll be they'll be a different animal. But they've just got, that's where Rangers gave Steven Gerrard the time to do that, go through the process. And now they're seeing the benefits of it and they're playing some unbelievable football. I think you're right. I think Arsenal have got a really good chance of winning championship next year. <laughs> hey, you you call me next year, and I bet they'll be up there, and you'll be like, "Lady, you were right." Well, yeah. Well, up, up there, yeah, they might get promoted back to Premier League. We'll see. <laughs> but, uh, no, brilliant. So we'll move, we'll move on to Preston Cree now. So you had three years with Preston once again, helping another team gain promotion, but this time to the Championship. Has there been a more memorable campaign for you? The either Conference League Two or sort of getting promoted from League One? Um, so I get asked this question, what's your most memorable game or moment in your career? And everyone goes, I, I was lucky enough to score against Man United, but that wasn't it. It was the it was the promotion to the Championship. My whole, my whole drive and um, everything I was built when I left Plymouth in the Championship and dropped down to the Conference was to get back to the Championship. Yeah. And to achieve that, to achieve that at Preston, it was like, I've, I've done it. I've done what I set out to do when I left at 18, 19. I've got back here. Um, whether that was a, a wrong thing, because then, you know, ultimately my career, I went, went, I went, went start to go downhill. So whether I needed to reset another goal, but my whole, my whole career, my whole drive, my whole determination was my fight. Um, I was horrible. I was horrible on the pitch. I was horrible. Put me on the white line. I was, I, honestly, I was horrible. I was kicking. If there's a fight down in the bottom corner, I was the first one there. It was pinching. I was grabbing armpit hairs. You know, I was good for I was good for 10, 10 plus bookings a season and a red card until I got to the championship with, with Preston. And then after that, I became I just mellowed because, as I say, I, I felt like I achieved what I set out to do in the game um, when I was when I was younger. And um, I probably should have set another goal. Yeah, I suppose it's difficult to do, though, when you've got that that drive to get to get somewhere and you achieve it. Like you say, there's that sense of relief. It, it, hmm. it's, it's difficult to just say, right, well, this is now my goal. But I mean, it's, it's yeah, usually, exactly. Look, such a small percentage of of people who want to be footballers get to get to the top two divisions. It's certainly nothing to be sniffed at. No, no, no. I, I totally, totally agree with you. And, you know, I feel very, very privileged to do what I've done in the game and, and play as many games when I was a young kid to just play a hundred games in the football league or whatever was a would have been a would have been a dream, but you know I managed to play nearly over three hundred and um, and win promotions and I got in plenty of playoffs as well. Um, so I, I had a good innings. I had a good innings. Um, so I got a lot of stories from it, mainly from Graham Wesley. Um, but I've got really really good times. So um, hopefully there's more to come as a as a manager slash coach. Yeah. Was the nerve of that drive there to want to move to the Premier League, like really try and push on and set your sights on that? Or was it just like Plymouth were at a championship level when you was there and that was sort of where you wanted to see your career at? I think so. Again, again, I, I'm not 
I'm not stupid. You know, I probably didn't have that extra pace to be a Premier League football player. Um, I didn't have that. And I, again, look, I, I knew I, I knew my levels. I knew I could play in the Championship. I knew I'd been a, I would have been a very good Championship um, left back. I was. I kept getting touted as the the best left back outside the Premier League when I was in my early twenties before I broke my leg. Um, and I truly believe I was. I think I could have done a really good job in the Championship, but. I probably wasn't good enough for the, the Prem, you know, I, I probably wasn't. And that's me being brutally honest. Um, yeah. um, so I love League One. I did, think I did about eight years at League One. And tell you what, that was, a, that was a good league. I found it easier in League Two. League Two was an absolute grind. Oh, it was so hard. <laughs> that was the hardest league I played in League Two, yeah. League One was just a bit, it was easy. It was, I just found it, played my best football at League One. Yeah. It's interesting oh. you say that. Sorry, Luke. I was just going to say, I've always wondered, going back to your promotion season with Preston, I remember quite clearly, I think, so you're going to, if you correct me now, I definitely don't remember clearly, but <laughs> I think Preston on the last day of the season, they were like shoe-ins for top two all season, and then didn't you balls it up on last day against, was it Col I think Colchester? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How is that then dealt with in the squad? Like I think Simon Grayson would manage it. How did... Generally, in that situation, you'd expect the playoff campaign to be probably a failure because of you know everything that's gone on. How did you reset to then absolutely blow away the playoffs to beat Chesterfield over two legs and then battered yeah. Swindon four 0 Swindon, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I mean, yeah, it, it can, it can go either way, couldn't it? It can yeah. go either way. I think a couple things happened with us the, the the previous season. So we lost the previous season in the in the playoffs to Rotherham. Um, the season before in the playoff semi-finals, uh, good Rotherham side under Steve Evans. Um, so that that we came into pre-season and we, we just said after that game and then coming into pre-season, right, we're using that as determination now to to go up. And we we did really well that season. I say, yeah, we were top two all season. Mm. Went to Colchester. They had they they needed to win to stay up. All oh, right, okay. And we we were playing, we were playing, we scored in every game. We knew that we just went there and um, we scored, we'd win. And it was the only game we didn't score in. <laughs> so really? it just, it, on that day, you know, it was just one of them days where we just, it just didn't work. But it was really down. It was really down. We got back on the bus and the gaffer, Grayson, came on and fair play to him. He just got on the bus, got on the speaker at the front and said, right, that's gone now. Let's go and win the playoffs. It's the best way to go up. Yeah. Um, nobody talks about today. We use it as fuel like we did last last playoffs um, defeat. And we go and blitz this 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 these playoffs, and we did. We um we won one nil, three nil, and then four nil, didn't we? So yeah, it was. I think it's still the record with the most goals and and no goals against. I think now. Yeah, certainly, certainly very impressive. And just going back to your point earlier about League One almost seeming easier than than League Two, it is interesting you say that because you see a lot of teams now do go promotion from from League Two and almost straight straight up through League One. It's, yeah. It's like they learn that grit, and if they just take that through, then there's a lot of established league one teams who just can't can't deal with it. So yeah, there's certainly some no. You seem you seem to get a bit more time. You get a little bit more time. League two is literally like rah, like, go. <laughs> there's a ball. There's a ball. Go. Yeah. Um, like kick, kick it, kick him, <laughs> kick that, do that. You know. But league one's a little bit more like you have it, we'll have it. But in league one, you get punished more. So you do if you give the ball away, you will get punished. Um, league two is a bit more. As I say, just proper football. Um, I think the Conference League Two. There's not a lot of difference in the Conference in League Two, um, but League One. It's easier because um, you probably get a little bit more respect. There's a little bit more tactical. 
I'm not saying League Two isn't tactical. That's that's not what I'm saying at all. But I'm just saying that um, League One's a little bit more, yeah, easier. But you do get punished. That's what I found going through the levels. The high as you go up through the levels, you get punished more yeah. often than not if you make a mistake as a team or an individual. Yeah. How did you find the Championship? Um, I say I, I didn't play a lot of the Championship. I watched a lot of games. <laughs> I um, <laughs> broke my Mars bar record at Leeds away. That was a good one. <laughs> Me and the uh, me and the sub goalkeeper, the third choice goalkeeper, because I say as I said previously, we were always the ones in case someone got ill on the away game. We are the ones that would fill in, so we had to go just in case. And we would always have a a Mars bar in competition. So from the moment we arrived at half past one till the final whistle, how many Mars bars we could eat? I ate <laughs> eight and a half. Are they, are they lead, like family away. fun size or full? Big, oh no, big no, 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 the big ones, the big ones, <laughs> eight and a half. I was so ill on the way back, so ill. <laughs> So when I was eating those Mars bars, it was good. It was, it was good standard. Yeah. Yeah. I was enjoying <laughs> the Mars bar. And they're just, um, again, I think, I don't know what it is. It's they're, they're specimens. So the higher you go as well. And again, it's to do with money. So people ask me, it's, it's, it sounds really silly what I'm going to say now. Right. But take this as it, you, it will make sense. So when I played lucky enough to play Chelsea, like the top Premier League teams and even the top championship teams, their individual players, their skin is beautiful. Like no complexions, <laughs> like lovely, like they're well groomed because they've got the money to hire a nutritionist, to hire yeah. a chef, yeah. to have all the supplements, to have everything to give them that edge. You know, where as lower down you go, they haven't got the money to. So those those gains, those inches, they have to do themselves. You know, those those yeah. boys, they're just specimens. You know, I, Antonio yeah. Valencia. I, I put my arm across him to block him going down the line and I nearly broke my arm. He was like a, he was like a wall. <laughs> he was absolutely solid. Whereas in league one, league two conference, you could, you could ease a winger out. You could just yeah. palm him or keep him at arm's length. And it, it wouldn't hurt your forearm. Whereas yeah. Antonio <laughs> Valencia nearly broke my arm. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You see tonight, Burnley against Wolves. <laughs> I've just been watching Adama Traore's arms. Like what? Yeah, are they? I mean, they're all, it's all, you know you could put him against Mayweather and you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to call it. It's just mental. Right? Yeah, That's yeah, what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And as a Man United fan, I've always I've always wanted to know. And you're one of the, the people who's played against against a top Man United team. So how good is Angel Di Maria's skin? <laughs> oh, <laughs> right, we play. We play. Right. So two things. Two things. We, we the game before I was playing three games before that game. I was playing up front in a as a front three with Joe Garner and Kevin Davis. So we were playing four yeah. three three, and I was playing left of a, of a front three. So I was thinking, oh my god, I'm going to be playing up front against Man United. Eh? <laughs> and, then, and then and then the gaffer the a few days the leading up to the game, the shape he changes to a three five two. I'm playing wing back in a three five two on my own against Di Maria and Valencia. Wow! Oh, 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 God! It's gonna be a long night. Yeah, yeah. They were just the game, though. You, you certainly held your own. Went, went one nil. We did, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were scoring. It's, yeah, well, I, I don't forget about the goal. It's I megged, I megged Herrera. People forget <laughs> about me, Megan Herrera, and got it the other side. I proper <laughs> megged him, put it through his legs, really? and went through the other side. So yeah, I need to find the videos that no one, no one believes me, and I'm like, I megged Herrera. I'm telling you, <laughs> <laughs> better than the goal. <laughs> But they, they were, they were, um, they were, what's the word? Again, they're just like 
chess players, snooker players are always two or three passes ahead of you. And yeah. it's not necessarily it's their positioning. So unselfish or off the ball, their positioning messes with you ahead. Because if you go and mark Di Maria, then it leaves a space behind you for Valencia. Yeah. If you stay and mark the space that Valencia is going to run into, Di Maria picks it up on the half turn and is running at you. So it's yeah. like, what, what, whatever I do, yeah, I'm knackered. Yeah. Whatever, yeah, I'm yeah. screwed. <clears throat> you know, Falcao, yeah. he was a joke. He was incredible. He got a lot of stick, but he was incredible. His movement, oh, yeah. it was incredible. At some point, like, I was just clapping some of the things, like, on, in the game, <laughs> thinking, wow, that's incredible. Like, what, what? Fellaini as well, you know, what a unit he was. Yeah. I mean, it's, mm. it's amazing to you say that because I can remember that game specifically. It was one of Falcao's last games for United. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Martin Keown on commentary, and he said, when he, he, Falcao came off and he said something like, a, a really disappointing performance again from a player who's way past his best. And, and so to hear you sort of applaud mm. him like that is... Oh. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's being on, I think being close, that close to him and, and seeing his first touch and... His movement, you know, it was yeah. it was a be- it was a beautiful thing to behold. Yeah. Honestly, it was. Um, but I, I, I say now, I still adamant we won one nil because if VAR was around, all three mm-hmm. of their goals were um, would have been chalked off. One was handball. Ro- Rooney dived, and then there was an offside. So I remember in my head, we won we won one nil. Yeah, we won one nil yeah. in my head. I think the Rooney dive were the um, were for one one as well, weren't it? I can remember it. It was, yeah, yeah. So it changed the game, didn't it? It probably yeah. changed the game. Yeah. We're, we're we're happy to give it, yeah. Thank you. I'll take it. <laughs> it was the best player you played against then, Scott. Was it from that game or? Um, I, I got two. I got two of these right. Again, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna name drop here. I'm gonna name drop. Uh, <laughs> the first one. The first one was Guti. Played wow. against Real Madrid when I was at, when I was at Plymouth. We played against Real Madrid in a pre-season friendly. Yeah. Um, How did they get that? Uh, so <laughs> we we used to go to Austria every every pre-season and the hotel we were staying at Real Madrid wanted it so they said right go to a new one we'll pay for it and we'll give you a friendly out there so we were like nah we don't want that <laughs> okay <laughs> like, yeah no problem we'll do that we'll yeah no street. problem <laughs> so we turned up and honestly Guti came out he had his he had his Alice band in he was tanned he had his tape over his he had his socks over his knees he just sat in the centre circle didn't move from the centre circle and was incredible dictated the game absolutely incredible and then and then the other one was a lucky enough to play Chelsea in the FA Cup and Fabregas he mm. was different different gravy and again my mate said oh who's the best player I said oh it's Fabregas I'm like what? he's like what do you mean he didn't do anything I said exactly yeah I said his positioning just I played midfield in that game and again like I said he dropped into deep positions where if I went and marked him then Pedro and and Costa would get on the ball in the number ten position. But if I marked and stayed in the hole, then Fabregas would get it and just spray it. Yeah, you know, it was yeah. just yeah. it was just incredible. And Gareth Bell was a joke as well. He was a joke. <laughs> he was a joke. Yeah. Uh, Harry Redknapp, right? We played Tottenham and um, in the FA Cup, and um, we were winning one nil at uh, White Hart Lane. We we took him to a replay, fifth round. Took him to a replay. Harry Redknapp's on the sideline. He's going, Gareth. Gareth, I'm thinking, oh, what's it? He's gonna have a go at me because he wasn't having the best of games. And he went, do something, come on. <laughs> and I was thinking, well, that's a, that's a good bit of advice. Literally, <laughs> next time he got the ball, he went bum 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 through someone's legs, set the foe up goal. And I was like, oh wow. And then he, next thing I hear is Gareth, Gareth, well done. <laughs> <laughs> is that part oh, of your? Is that part of your Western? B- b- Harry Redknapp, yeah, Harry Redknapp, speciality. Oh, when you're doing now, come on, do something. 
It worked. Yeah, yeah Harry Red <laughs> Harry Redknapp did this, so I'm, it's got to be right. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> and he was so fast. He was so fast as well. So fast. Yeah. Well, he, right. He's had a career, on he? <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, fast forward to now your time at Western Supermare. So, currently sitting 15th in the season. But how, how are you finding the sort of stop starting of the season with obviously everything that's going on? Is that impacting the players as well? Or, uh... yeah, massively. We've only played six league games. It's mental. Yeah. You know, um, how we're going to fit in the other 32, I don't know. Um, I think it's, again, it's like you just said, that the uncertainty of not knowing. If they were to come out and say, look, um, these are the two options. We're going to do this or we're going to do that or or whatever. But I, I understand why they can't do that because everything, it, it, the situation changes every week, doesn't it, with the country yeah. and the whole world. So yeah, it's hard for them to, to, to say anything. Um, but yeah, it is. That's the biggest thing I've learned. You know, as a player... Um, all I had to worry about was a manager messaging me or or worry about myself. But now I'm a, I'm an assistant manager with the gaffer Scott Bartlett here. We're having to worry about twenty of our players, mm-hmm. the board, how we're gonna how we're handling them, how we're looking after the club, sustaining the club, where we're gonna train um, when we when we come back, everything you know. So I'm not just a player anymore, just worrying about myself, and I'm worrying about twenty other players and, and their mental health and their. Mm-hmm their well-being um and how they are financially and because you know it's it's not it's good money at this level but it's nothing that these lads it's a bit of pocket money for some of them yeah or it might it might pay their mortgage this might just pay their mortgage every month and then their job is their bills and etc you know everyone's yeah. everyone's money is different to each individual so and that they're on furlough um and we're not playing so it's you know and the other jobs probably on furlough or whatever it's it's very hard you know so you, you're almost becoming a confidant as well as a, mm. as a as a manager coach yeah it's it's it is a crazy time and and you don't you don't think of that when especially as a fan you sort of see or oh, games been cancelled i know mm. we're uh, we're local to chesterfield and they've just had the next three games postponed because they've had a, a positive case and you just think, oh, game's not playing, but you don't. You don't think, well, are, are them players now getting paid? Or, I know fans aren't in, so you sort of you turnstile operatives and that aren't really affected. But it's just, it's you can see why clubs are, are, are really worrying and why they're trying to. Yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we just we just sold a lad. We just sold a young lad to um, Bristol Rovers for um, uh, quite a bit of money. But the club mm. would then uh, be using that to really help sustain the club and put the club more better facilities but now we're having to use that for other things because yeah. covid stopped our income so yeah, yeah. you know it's we're, we're lucky we, we've done that as a club you know we managed to sell a player but that money could have really gone to really helping the club in the next five six years with facilities and but that's now having to go on other things to keep us going yeah. through this this yeah. pandemic you know but um i say the club have been incredible and I, I not just western but every club at every league are trying their best to to not go under and that's the scary thing you know some amazing football clubs could really go under mm-hmm. yeah 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 the longer it goes on the the sort of scarier it it becomes if the uncertainty continues like like you say i do think some a big name will go yeah mm. the club's finan- financially worrying at this moment in time you hear about the new strain and mm. it's a concern um, well they're saying to us like to play behind closed doors but we're like we we don't get the funding, so they're offering us the money as as loans, not grants. So we're gonna have to pay. We're like we're not. We don't want it as a grant, uh, a loan, because we have to pay it back. Like yeah. And also, in non-league, as you guys well know, we rely on the 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 gate receipts. We rely on the 
beers, the burgers, mm-hmm. you know, so we're losing quite a lot of money through the gate. We get 600. So if you quickly do the math, six grand, tenner a ticket, yeah. and then you're making about two grand through your, your beer and your cider and your, your burgers. So we, if you play behind closed doors, it's a lot of money you're losing every week. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We just got to, got to hope. I see, see what they say, get the mm. family back in. And- yeah. Fingers crossed. And be, be, we, we will get through it. We will. Yeah. You know, we just got, we got to stay positive and stay, stay healthy and which we all, Hopefully will and and it'll be back and we'll I think we'll appreciate it a lot more, won't we? Yeah, we'll absolutely. appreciate it a lot absolutely. more. <laughs> right, we'll move on to the Tommy Lee quiz. I'll let Josh run you through that. Yes, Tommy so, Lee, the keeper. Yeah, so yeah. we yeah, had good um, goalie, good goalie. <laughs> we, we we did a quiz. It was just called the Pro Five Quiz, and then I put a challenge out and said the first guest that gets five out of five will have the the naming rights. Um, and then Tommy leaded it straight away. <laughs> so it's the, uh, so yeah, it's the, it's the Tommy Lee Pro Five quiz. Um, so it's just five questions about your career, just, just a bit of a light-hearted, light-hearted fun. Um, so we'll go number one. You scored twenty-five uh, football league goals throughout your career. How many league goals did you get in your prolific 2011-12 season? Was it six, seven, or eight? Uh. I got, I got, it's eight, but I got 11 overall because I got some cup games. Yes. Yeah, you did. Sorry, I'll I'll add that. (laughs) Eight league ones, eight league ones. I just had to throw that in. I just had to throw that in. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it was eight league goals. Was that all from left back or with a couple of midfield appearances? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there are a few penalties, but they all count, don't they? They do. That's, that's really decent record from left back. Absolutely awesome goal scoring return. I look when I look, yeah, one in ten, I think it is. One yeah, in 10 it was like forty-four goals or something from about four hundred. Yeah, fifty games. Mm. Any secret? I did. You just bomb on them. I I used to bomb on. Yeah, my my secret was um, or my my thinking was right. The best way to defend is attack. So if you're running that way, the the wingers got to run with you. And it at some point they're lazy wingers, aren't they? We all know a winger. They're all lazy. <laughs> at some point they're not going to track you. So you know, and I, I think the best form of defense is attack. For my is my thinking. So if I run that way, he's got to run with me. So he's not at my end then. And I've got a big head, so at set pieces, I'm quite good with my head. Yeah. I just, I, as I say, I was, I was, I was horrible. So I would put my head where I shouldn't put my head. So I got scars here and here, and teeth missing, and just by getting kicked in the face. So I put my head in places. Being out of position, that exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to win us game, Gaffer. <laughs> <laughs> It was literally, where's Lady? Oh, he's in the box. Okay, so no, there he is. I Fair play. Yeah. <laughs> is that why you were up front with, with Kevin Davis in that game? It had nothing to do with managing you. <laughs> Bombed on and stayed there. He said, we, we can't keep, we can't control him. We might as well just let him go. Just put him out there. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, right, okay. Number two, uh, you received one red card in your career which isn't bad to say in your words you were got horrible a few, I, I got a few more of them I had a few more of them that's wrong definitely had a few right. more well Lee, Lee career it says there was only only one so question is against I'll take it I'll take it <laughs> <laughs> yeah can you remember who it was against I uh, um I, ooh, it was for Stevenage yeah I think it was the Cambridge game or it was it was the um yeah it was Cambridge or Torquay Cambridge Wickham. <laughs> Wickham. Oh yeah, and that one. Oh yeah, I got sent off against them. Honestly, I got sent off against Cambridge, Torquay, Wickham. Um, who else against Chelmsford? Yeah, I did get oh. sent off a few times. 
said one on the blame the website. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did get some. I did get some. It's, it's true. I got something against Wickham, so I'll let you have that one. <laughs> Was it was it a deserved red card? We, we get yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They all were. They all were. <laughs> we never have that I can't honesty. deny it. I can't deny <laughs> it. They all were. Oh, we have so many players and players on who are like, no, I never touched him. He's gonna die. Useless. It's so refreshing. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Definitely. Always. <laughs> always. Always <laughs> deserved. That's where you gotta go. If, if you're gonna go, you gotta make it deserve. Isn't you? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you didn't have to go. <laughs> no, no, no. It's probably a winger who's like, you put it through my legs, so I used to get angry if they megged me, so I probably lost my head off that or something. It's a good job Ander Herrera did come for you. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Brilliant. Uh, right, number three, which teammate have you shared the pitch with on the most occasions? And it's oh, a great question. Uh, it's either Chris Day, Mark Roberts, or Laurie Wilson. Oh, what a great question. I've never heard this one before. It's a great question. I'm going to message this in the group later. <laughs> um, Probably be wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, trust me, Daisy would tell me Chris Day because he's a nerd for all this. He will find out. He, he's probably got all the book. He's probably written down every single team, every minute so we've all played, every game we played. He's a proper nerd. Um, he's a goalie, don't he? He's a goalie, so they're all nutters. Um, oh, I'm going to have to go with. I want to say Robbo because I absolutely—he's my favourite, one of my favourite humans. But I'm going to have to go with Daisy. Day 107. Laurie Wilson 104. Mark Roberts 124. Wow, I'm happy with that. He was, my, he was, he was left side centre half, I was left back. He was like my dad. He's yeah. like, I would have got sent off a lot more times if it wasn't for him. Really? <laughs> yeah. He kept a leash on me. He kept me under control. Fought, fought my corner and stuff like that, yeah. And he was captain, so he just talked to the ref straight away. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have, yeah. To, have to speak to Chris Day. He might, he might tell us it wasn't 107. I will, I will. 108. <laughs> I will. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, number four, you wore the number three across the majority of your career, which pleases me because I'm a real nerd with, with shirt numbers. I don't like seeing... <laughs> we had Ollie Banks on number two in centre midfield and no, I not a fan of that. <laughs> uh, the question is, which other two numbers have you worn in your career, in your league career? 28, 28 and 34. 34. 28 yeah. and 34. Yeah, correct. 28 at Plymouth and Stevenage and yeah. 34 at Walsall. Warsaw. What a club Warsaw is. What a club. Shout out to the Warsaw Massive. <laughs> Brilliant. Good club. Good club. Um, and finally, question five on the Tommy Link Pro 5 quiz. You've played for 12 managers in your career. Can you name five of them? Uh, oh, thank God for that. I thought you said all of them. <laughs> um, I'm going to go for, let's go for, obviously, um, Graham Wesley, One, Simon Grayson, uh, Ian Holloway. Three. Paul, Paul Buckle. Four. And Mark Smith. Stevenage. Yes, five. Yeah, so we've got those you've mentioned, the others. Um, we've got Gary Smith as well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nick Dorr. Mark's with Gary Smith. Mark, yeah, Gary Smith. Gary That's Smith. what I meant. Mark's with Gary Smith. Uh, <laughs> we'll uh, yeah, Graham thanks. Alexander, Mark Robbie. Yeah, don't talk about that. Don't talk about that. Don't talk about that. Uh, Mark Cooper, Martin O'Connor, and Dean Keats. Yeah, they're all right. Uh, I've got you, one you... quick question. Go. What was it like playing under Graham Alexander? Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't too. He was. He was. He was. All, he was all right. 
I think there was other politics going on, but he bullshitted a lot. But Mark Cooper was the one. Oh, yeah. Go yeah. on. <laughs> I'll yeah. well, send you off. <laughs> um, I think hate's a strong word. Wow. Yeah, wow. and I, there's only two things I hate in life: one's Celtic, and one's Mark Cooper. <laughs> you said that. I didn't say that. Amazing. Brilliant. Oh, that's that's so brilliant. <laughs> No, well done. I think that was four, weren't it, Josh? I think it was, yeah. And we've got Mark Cooper on the podcast next week. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Send him my regards. Tell him I said hello. Brilliant. So uh, just before you go, if it's all right, Scott, we like to finish off on this. So we do, uh, well, I support Derby, Josh supports Man United and Luke supports uh, Burnley. And we like to get your predictions on their next fixtures and it'll add in with yeah. your score with your uh, quiz. So cool. if that's all right, we'll start yeah. off with... This weekend, Derby versus your old team, Preston. Oh, Preston had a good win, didn't they, against Bristol City? But they'll they'll follow that up with a loss. And Derby have turned a bit of a corner, haven't they? Yeah. 2-0 two, two Derby. Sorry, Preston fans. 2-0 <laughs> Derby. I think I've gone 2-0 on that. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> uh, the next fixture, we've got Leicester versus Man United. Oy, 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 oy. I thought I thought Tottenham would, do, would turn them over, to be honest with you. They're just they're just relentless, Leicester, aren't they? He's, um, Man United are going to get cocky, aren't they? Oh, <laughs> one one, one one. <clears throat> I think it'll be a draw too. Yeah, one one. I'd take that to be fair. We are good away though. Very good away. So. Yeah, very good away. Very yeah. good. Very good. By the way, Man United they win their games in hand. They're second. You know, I know they're getting a lot. Yeah. They haven't been brilliant. I know that, and they're getting a lot of stick. But fit me, they're going to be second if they win their games in hand. Which is against Burnley, or some small Lancashire club that. Yeah, like, oh. yeah, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the uh, last one before Bur- uh, before Luke kicks off, we've got Leeds <laughs> Burnley. Who who Leeds? Oh, Leeds versus Burnley. Yeah, that is a proper. That's going to be a battle, isn't it? That's going to be absolute carnage, free for all. And I would love to see the GPS stats on that game for those teams. <laughs> um. I'm going to go oh, 2-1 two, leads. Sorry, Luke. <laughs> I, can, I can accept it. You had to, didn't two you? 2-1 leads. You a Preston loss. You couldn't go with a Burnley win. <laughs> <laughs> I had to even right. it out. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got leads to win after the back of an absolute thumping from Man United. Yeah. Reaction, reaction. Yeah. But uh, no, thank you very much, Scott, for coming on. Yeah. Oh, we don't, I don't want to. I don't want to finish. Don't want to stop. <laughs> well, well we, we you keep me on for your uh, Christmas special. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. We can talk about um, anything you want, Mark Cooper. If you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do some more Wesley stories. All Wesley stories. I've got plenty of Wesley stories. Loads. Of well, we'll finish with a Wesley story. One more Wesley story. Right, you like well, this one, right? Well. So we we were playing. We we were playing in the conference. We were playing against. Older shot is older. Oh, yeah, older shot of Burton, right? And they were they were doing really well. And he went right. We we half past one. Everybody knew he'd walk. He was on clockwork. Half past one, he walked through the door. Everyone would sit down. We had this little we had a round table with all our jelly babies, Lucas Aids, and all that. But this time, he walked in there with Sabutio, like Sabutio set up in it. And we were like, all the lads were like having a little flick around, having a play. Half one comes along. Everyone picks it up, sits down. He comes in. He goes right. Older shot. You know they're 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 tough tough cookie these guys they'll keep coming back at you you've got to really be on your game today and as he's doing that he's gone behind the whiteboard picked out a toy truck like a, a baby's tractor and he's gone 
you got to run them over, kill them, <laughs> smash them. And he goes, but they're top of the re- they're top of the table for a reason. They'll get back up, picking them back up. Put them you got to run them over again, smash them. And then just walked out. And just walked out. We won four nil. Um, my life won't be complete till Graham Wesley comes on here. I, I mean, that. Unbel- he's honestly he's an absolute living legend. Honestly, he's brilliant. And on the flip side, if he loved you, like I, I broke a pair of white Nike total 90s. I loved them, literally loved them. We won, we won the game, we won this game 3 0 or something, 3 1. And um, I was distraught after the game. He was like, Lady, what's wrong? You, we just won. I was like, Gaffer, I broke my favorite boots. Thought nothing of it. Came into train on the Monday in my place at training ground. Three new boxes of um, total nineties, the same ones. He bought me three pairs. Oh, amazing! What a guy! Yeah, honestly, just even think little, but things like that. Do you know what I mean if you, if yeah. you gave yeah. him everything, he'll give you everything? Yeah, that is. He does sound like a living legend. His story <laughs> oh, is going to go on like way beyond, don't they? Absolutely, class. He just sounds like someone who maybe, like you say, went into Preston with. He thought what he did maybe at Steve and his work yeah, yeah, yeah. so well yeah. that he'd work with them. And I'm, I'm not casting aspersions out Preston squad, but there'd have been. More experienced, yeah, yeah, yeah. Upper yeah. echelon yeah, players, yeah. and probably like, who's this guy running Sabutio players off of them? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he had, he had Lee Trundle. He had Lee Trundle on his hands and knees, pretending to be an elephant when he's trying to sign him. <laughs> how, how many people? It's Lee Trundle. It's no like no idiot. It's Lee. He got Lee Trundle on his hands and knees, pretending to be an elephant. Any reason? <laughs> to to he's just a test. It's always a test. You know, he's always testing people and. He was just what not was that, just he would do it and then he, he signed him. He signed him because he did that. <laughs> oh, that was a that was a trial. Yeah, that was a trial. That wasn't even training, it was just a, that was him in the office. Wow. <laughs> he, he changed that. We worked one week, whole week on 442. Young lad Peter Wynn, poor lad. He's playing left wing, but he had a dream the night before on a Friday that um Peter Vincenti came on and scored. So we changed the team on a Saturday, put Pete on. Changed the team. So sorry, Pete. Sorry, Pete, you're not playing today. I had a dream last night. Peter Vincenti scored the winner, so he's playing now. <laughs> and I actually think he did score the winner. I actually think Pete scored the really? winner. <laughs> I remember rightly as well, yeah. Thank God. I mean, that's yeah. just the moment then. Any dream he has going forward. <laughs> alchemist, isn't he? He's the alchemist. And then one team, one one team, the numbers didn't add up right, when, like our squad numbers, so he, he had to change the team so it added up to 147. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. We won, we won, we won. So who cares? Just signed the new player and giving number seventy-four because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> numbers didn't add up right. Wrong number. Oh, amazing! Absolutely amazing. Oh, yeah. I, I think we're gonna have to get you back on, Scott, next year. Um, I'd love to. to. Get, we're gonna have love to get you back on, and we're gonna have to get Graham Wesley on if you can help in any way. <laughs> He's probably on his yacht somewhere he's worth some money that yeah. night worth some money yeah <laughs> amazing well scott thank you so much for your time and thanks for having me guys best of luck to to you and the boys uh, thank you very much christmas. have a good christmas you, you too, too. You too mate. Merry merry christmas, great, mate. a great christmas cheers scott cheers scott thanks mate cheers, scott. welcome back wasn't scott an absolute gem of a guy. We're hoping to get him back on later on in the year when everything goes back to normal for a part two and more Graham Wesley stories. Wilder. So, <laughs> so, let's get on with our score predictions and it's back. FA Cup. Is it third round? Yeah, Chorley versus Derby. 
Luke, what's your score prediction? Bearing in mind, Derby are looking to field an under-23s, under-18s if it goes ahead due Against to... Surely. Yeah. I mean, I'm not particularly knowledgeable on Surely. <laughs> I thought they'd be right up your street. <laughs> um, but if you put in a, if you put in a team of... Is there some experience going to be in it or...? No, well, apparently first-team squad's having to isolate and they've locked down training ground and everything until, oh. I think it was Wednesday, Thursday this week. So, I, th I imagine that includes under-18s and reserves, so. But. I don't know then, because, you know, they'll be well up for it. You're a big club, they'll want to, you know, presuming they've got no COVID and, I don't know. Um, well, that's a tough one to ask me, if I'm honest. I'm an horrible guy. Um <laughs> I'm going to say 1-0 Chorley on the basis purely of the situation you've just described. Yeah. Okay. Does it go straight to penalties, this FA Cup round, or is it a, a replay? I think it's replays, into FA Cup? Normally replay, but God knows what they're doing. Yeah. I yeah. bet with the situation, they're finishing it in on the day. I'd be amazed if not. Yeah. But... Josh, what do you think? Um, is it at Chorley? It's at Chorley. I think it's the early kickoff on telly. They've got a pitch, have they? Um, I only know Chorley from Chorley FM coming in your ears off of Max and Paddy. Um, Excuse me, what's going in your ears? <laughs> I didn't make the advert. <laughs> um, on the on the strength of that advert, I'm going to go for a Chorley 2-0 win. Jesus Christ, I absolutely hate you both. But I'm not bothered if we go out, to be honest, but I'm going to stick with Derby and say a 2-0 win. But based on actually what we did against Barrow in League Cup, we were pretty pathetic. So I'm staying at 2-0 Derby. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Josh, staying with you then. Burnley versus MK Dons. Um, I mean, Sean Dyche hates a cup competition. He hates. <laughs> um, yeah. But I don't know. New owners, feel good factor. I'll go 2-0 Burnley. I don't think Burnley are going to play a soft team on the loop. What do you reckon? No, I, I didn't want to just butt in on Josh, but yeah, I think we'll put a full strength. As much as Dice had just done a press conference two hours ago and we've got a load of COVID oh. riddled. So, oh. risk, apart from that, you know, there'll be a few players out. We don't know who they are. Um, I think it'll be a full strength team because of the fact that the Fulham game got postponed. So, we've had a big gap. Because of COVID, there uh, it's getting a piss take in it. Let's be honest. It's gonna. We'll go off on that. We should have a chat about that, really. But um, I'll still say two nil because I think he'll be. I think he'll put like Wood and Barnes and you know like a full strength attacking lineup. I think he'll probably yeah. rest Ben Me because yeah. he's so crucial. <laughs> You'll not get clean sheet if Ben Me's not playing. No, definitely not. I think it'll you might get like Peacock Farrell in goal, Dale mm. Stevens in midfield. But these are, still, these are still established championship players and above. And we're playing at home. I'd, I expect to win. So 2 0. Well, there's one massive threat in MK Don's team, isn't there? And that's uh, Richard Keogh. Um <laughs> If they get out bottles, there is. <laughs> There's Cameron Jerome there, actually, as well, ex-Darby. Are, are MK Dons living in 2005? Or? 
the living in Derby's uh, 2018 championship campaign, I think. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a, a quite a comfortable 2-1 Burnley win. I had MK Dons in my mouth for some reason. Uh, yeah, 2-1 Burnley. Man U versus Watford, our starters, 2-0 Man United. Josh, what do you reckon? Um, I hope he rests a lot of players um, because played pretty much the same team bar two or three changes for the entirety of the season because when you start dipping into reserves you you're in trouble um we should still win i mean watford aren't bothered about this watford aren't going to win fa cup united might do but I'm, i wouldn't be too fussed if we went out we're going to win league aren't we so can't be too greedy um <laughs> No, I'd, I'm looking forward to Ben Foster's video after. Yeah, cycling um, GK. Yeah, three 0 United. Luke, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think United will win. I think they'll put a strong team out. Um, personally, because I, if Solskjaer's heard the news about Burnley today, I think our game on Tuesday will be off. I'll tell you now, I do. Yeah. Because yeah. the next round of testing, it's always happened at every club. If we've got four or five positive now that'll become eight or nine yeah. at the next round of testing so there's no chance i don't think on tuesday which is a shitter for united because that was their moment that's a league issue point of, <laughs> i'm just saying they really i think they needed that winter you know go top and but um yeah united three nil i think he'll I, I do actually disagree with josh on the not bothered about fa cup i mean i'm not a united fan but i'd be going hell for leather for that they need a cup win they've not won anything under Solskjaer, to my knowledge no i think loves he needs the loves the semi means fuck all though does it <laughs> to it's, a bronze, it's a bronze medal at best if not whatever whatever's below bronze as well so i think that you know it'd be really good for him to get a a cup uh if, if you don't win the league which is obviously a possibility that you know it's not guaranteed you're going to win the league like josh thinks it is it's based on my prediction though we didn't league I, i've pissed josh off that much i think he's disconnected he's just given us that stern look like he's a disappointed father and john <laughs> Hey, look, Josh, you're all right, mate. All right. United. Stern Luke. 4 1. 4 1. Andre Gray to pop up with a consolation. I like it. Go on, Andre. So I reckon we should touch on this then, just for five minutes, because I think, Luke, you've got a lot of opinion on it. The league's situation on COVID and if games, if they should have a two week break, whatever it should be. What's your actual thoughts on it? I think two weeks would do fucking nothing for starters. Mm. I think. It'll annoy people and it'll mean the Euros is postponed, which, let's be fair, that has to happen anyway, which is a shitter for England because we've had two tournaments we're going to miss now where we had a right good shot. But putting that to the side, I think it needs to be locked down for for two months and come back at Easter, three months, like it is for the rest of us. Get vaccines going. Um, get vaccines going. Get ev Get everything sorted as best we can because football it's not the be all and end all and i get that it's entertainment it's something to watch in the meantime but it's becoming a piss take isn't it? the game's being cancelled left right and center it's gonna be a massive backlog at the back end of the season it's not going to be 
a fair reflection of what the league should be because people are choosing random players to fit here and there. It's not right. And it's probably not fair. You know, yes, they're unlikely to get massively ill. They're very fit guys. But you've heard about long COVID and the effects it can have on people. And, the, you know, there's fit people in the 20s who were getting long COVID, massively fatigued, getting out of breath, walking upstairs and shit. Yeah. I just think it's weird. I, I don't know. But do you think this on... football season then, this whole sort of 2020-2021 season should be over sort of a two-year period really and then starting again, well, let's say in three, four months' time, they can then space the games out a bit and then finish the season May 2022 but when you can get back to playing safely, bring it back. So, at the end of the day, no one's really missing out on fixtures because they're going to be sort of coming in later on in the year when this vaccine's been rolled out. And then you can sort of start the 22 season all fresh, hopefully, fingers crossed, everything back to normal and sort of go again, really. It sounds, yeah, I, they need to do something like that. But the, the problem is, and the only reason they're playing, let's be honest, it's the TV money. Yeah. And the Premier League especially is uh, totally reliant on it. Um, so they can't, that's the only reason, you know, that, that's why they're putting the health out there. That's why it's not, that's why Boris Johnson even, in my opinion, is not ending it. It's Everything revolves around money, doesn't it, at the end of the day. Yeah. It's the biggest, one of the biggest exports the UK has, probably the biggest maybe at the minute with everything else closed. Uh, it's a worldwide audience. Yeah. They they just need to, in their eyes, it's vital for the economy as much as probably people watching it. But yeah. I, you know, I'm probably talking utter shit. What do I know? Yeah. It's just my opinion. But I, you asking my opinion, I'd stop it for three months. Yeah. What do you that's think? Not, that's not just I hate to add. Sorry about it. That's not just because it's Burnley. <laughs> it's just. I felt that way after the Fulham game, which obviously affected us. Stuff in the press about players who've broken protocol. And, you know, that's that's a totally different state of affairs. You've got to control your players. And if they can't control it, for me, you have to fulfil the fixture. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think if there's sort of proof that they have broken yeah. um, the guidelines, then you're right, they should fulfil it. And if they can't fulfil it, it's forfeit. Yeah. Um, but if it keeps getting much worse, I think just... Stop the count. Do season now. End it on points per games. <laughs> the title. Let's move on. Not so, so, what's your actual honest opinion on it? Because obviously, that's just. Um, <laughs> it's getting to a point where it's silly, isn't it? It's you're going to be you're going to be having games where. The, it's like it's, it's going to be like. Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Something ridiculous, isn't it? That's going to be the catch-up fixtures. Because unless like they run it over a long period, like I've said, then... you're going to get um, a point where a player gets properly ill as well. The, yeah. yeah, it will happen. You you piss about with this for for another six months, someone will end up in hospital. It wouldn't surprise me if you see it even be fatal for a player. Yeah. So it does happen. Okay. It, it, you don't know what type of conditions people are in. I know it's a difference, but is it uh, Fabrice Muamba? Muamba, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they could have any underlying health condition that they don't know of. They could have high blood pressure that they're not aware of. Any number yeah. of things that have never been picked up before. Asthma, um, which are all factors which can contribute to a harsher 
COVID diagnosis. You know, it just takes one unlucky player to catch it who's got the right circumstances that allow it to really hurt them. Yeah. And you've, they've, they've got a problem. Yeah. And then who's liable that for that? Is that the FA? Or is that the government? I don't know why they're taking the risk. Yeah. Right. Let's leave it there. I'm sure there'll be more to talk on it in the future. But on a positive, next week, Robbie Simpson, make sure you're here with us because that is going to be a belter. So we've been Pine and Pine. We'll see you next week with Robbie Simpson. Bye. Bye.